from different places We all have different names No matter what life brings us Jesus is the same We're just your Methodist To the madness Methodist To the madness Hi, I'm Beth I'm Tim I'm Jessica And we're just your everyday Methodist Methodist To the madness Hi, um, Jessica and Tim. How are you? Both hey, Beth. Same time, please. Hey, hey, Jessica, Beth. Wait, I, you're not one person, but uh, there's a comma inserted in between those. <laughs> we are one. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Yeah. How was your week? Well, let's start with you. I'm so excited. Yes, let's start with Jessica today. Oh my gosh, there's nothing to do with myself. Usually I like to bounce off of what you guys say. Um, (laughs) We're bouncing off of you now. Everyone's bouncing. Uh, You know what? We had a really good weekend. Things went super well. Things couldn't have gone any better. Uh, And so now it's just a waiting game. But a few things we realized... I don't think we're Orange County people. Uh, Don't think so. (laughs) Uh, It was so funny. Like we were down in like Costa Mesa and Newport Beach area. And it was like, I thought that it was like exaggerated watching Real Housewives of Orange County. Like what some of these women wear. Oh, like (laughs) we felt like the dress code was black spandex with a um, some form of like sweatshirt around the waist with tank top or crop top with a vest over top, which is why I'm wearing a vest tonight. Oh, Uh, it's because I'm wearing a vest. (laughs) And like, you know, high pony, something along those lines. Um, That was like a ton of the women there were, were, were wearing this. And I was like, man, like, this is crazy. And everybody, I mean, it was like, we would walk, go down streets. Like we went to a coffee shop and it was like, it's, I think for us, it was really funny because we are only an hour and a half, maybe two hours from our house. And it was like a culture shock. It was literally like, we just went to a different country. Wow. And um it was amazing <laughs> i hear they give you that uniform the women's uniform i know it was like Orange county i was yeah that would have been really helpful yeah. um but yeah it was, really, it was really nice we went to um a really cool coffee shop it was called hola adios and uh which they had an awesome breakfast burrito. It's like the, the in and out of coffee yeah, pretty much. Except, hello, yeah. goodbye, in Spanish. Yeah. yeah, I like the name. Uh, oh, yeah. Wait, hola, adios, yes. Yeah, <laughs> they had a really, they did really good with their branding, and they had a ton of merch that was pretty cool. Um, merch. But uh, they, the the town in general, it was like, uh, we loved the beach, and it was, it was funny because we were talking, and I was, we were just kind of sharing how when we were both younger, we were like, wanting to be beach people and then now we're like no we want to be like rural farmer mountain people um (laughs) but we have such an appreciation for the beach it was beautiful the weather was beautiful um 
And it was nice to just kind of get away. Our dog stayed with our neighbor. We call her Aunt Kathy. And she was sending us like videos and updates. And it was so fun. The dogs basically had a little vacation. And uh, we had the neighbor's kid come over and take care of the animals for the weekend so he could make a little you know cash yeah very nice so it was it was great it was overall it was like a really good getaway um and so yeah like I said now it's now it's a waiting game and yes and trying to eat a lot of vegetables I ate a can of spinach uh Oh, oh wow! A lot of water, um, you know. Just Jessica, Jessica I didn't know canned spinach was a thing. I'm gonna have to go to the store and get canned have, spinach. Have you never watched Popeye? Tim? Oh my gosh! That's, That's <laughs> that guy was all about canned spinach. Wow! Lady yeah, apparently I never watched that show. Um, or you, somebody wiped my memory in regards to Popeye, like they didn't want me to eat spinach or something. Maybe I feel like I don't know about Popeye anymore. My kids I think don't. that might be part of it, but I think Tim should dress up as Popeye for Halloween. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, yeah, you know what? I, I might take both of you up on that. That uh that okay, actually sounds very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Hey Jessica, um, I'm curious, like, why they call Orange County Orange County? Is it because there's a lot of orange trees or something? Like, what, what's the deal? Um, I, I, maybe there's a little research exercise that we can do. Like, well, may, maybe someone's last name was Orange, and so they called it Orange County. I don't know. What Jessica didn't tell you is that all the women were dressed head to toe in. Well, she said black spandex, but everything else was orange. <laughs> oh, okay. So like Halloween. So Orange County yeah. is like Halloween then, like yeah. between the dress code and the name of the Orange uh, County. Yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. Yes. So I guess we should all go to Orange County for Halloween. <laughs> so, yes. I was going to say two things. One, because an Apple Valley was already selected, so they needed an orange to offset it. <laughs> really? Um, no. Second. Oh. Uh, oh, in Green Valley, there's a Green Valley. There's a Green Valley as well. Ooh, but Green the Valley. The county, this is coming from a, a peer-reviewed, highly recommended, and uh, also a trustworthy site called Wikipedia. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, right? I've county, been there many times. Yes. I'm the county, right now. It's said to have been named for the citrus fruit in an attempt to promote immigration by suggesting a semi-tropical paradise, a place where Ooh. anything could grow. So that's why they called it Orange County. Wow, that's really fascinating, actually. It, it's also <laughs> referred to as the second gold rush because of California citrus. Oh. Oh. Wow, that's, so, that's pretty cool. So I guess I was sort of on point there. I I. I didn't think that I would have been at all. Like I, I seriously was thinking that it was probably somebody's last name was orange or something. Like I didn't think that it actually had to do with orange oranges. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? It, there's probably something along at some point, but I, anyways, Orange County, (laughs) different place to be. uh, But that's their their, uh, County motto. 
Orange County, yeah. a different place to be. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, the uh, then we watched, I watched, well, I say we, Amber did not watch the Super Bowl with me. I watched the Super Bowl because oh. I love watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> and um, uh, I was actually going to ask Pastor John how the uh, young kids at Ignite liked their Super Bowl party. Jonah and his friend Keith exhausted. were there. Say again? Jonah and his friend Keith were there. Did they like it? Oh. Um, they had fun, but... Okay. Both of them were really disappointed that Kansas City won. And <laughs> I predicted the entire time that the Swifties were going to rig the Super Bowl in the favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. These <laughs> are way too powerful and they have that capability. Yeah. And, it was and, such a good game. It was incredible. Oh my gosh. They kept asking me, me, why do you want Kansas City to win? I'm like, I don't want them to win. I just know that they're going to. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it didn't look look that way in the very beginning. I thought the 49ers (laughs) had it. I was literally like, wow, I didn't realize how good of a team they were because I didn't watch any any football because I I cheer on the Saints and the Saints, I think, lost after like – a few anyways <laughs> they didn't do so well but um either way i literally was blown away i was like man their defense is good like they're holding down yeah. homes and like just incredible but then it was like something happened after the second quarter right you know, after halftime right. maybe it was usher who it knows was, maybe it was usher make it look convincing that it wasn't just rigged from the start <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but anyways what about you guys how, how have you been this past week uh, I, I can go next yeah um, so I've I've been kind of been working towards something um, and it's been working out to my benefit I'm not sure what that something is in like full definition because I haven't actually like listed out all the things but um basically i think it had it has to do with like finding my best self or something like that and i think i'm sort of getting there and i and um probably the first step uh in regards to that is um something that i had mentioned in in one of my prayer requests which is um trying to identify how i can um like have better executive function and better emotional regulation and so um, I think I've kind of come up with a plan, sort of, and it seems to be working so far. Um, the first is um, that that thing that I had mentioned last episode about the pink noise. That yeah. pink noise is so, like, helpful in general. Like, whenever I feel, like, unfocused or aimless or, like, just not able to relax or something, um, I put on pink noise for a few minutes and I can pretty much like start focusing on things. And um, I happen to look at a pink noise uh, YouTube video and uh, a very, very, very uh, reputable uh, comment uh, in the YouTube comments said that it it, it helps them with their ADHD. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to not necessarily believe that person, but I will agree with that person that it is helping me focus. So so yeah, for for anybody that has 
ADHD or think they might have ADHD. It's um, it's it's been actually very helpful. I didn't expect it to have such a profound benefit for me um, in the regards of like focusing and like taking care of stuff. And I guess that's pretty much executive function in a nutshell, like committing to your goals, committing to tasks, even if you don't like them, like that kind of stuff. And then I guess the emotional regulation, um, I think I've kind of been following the train uh, like all along um, regarding yeah. that, which is to just kind of think positively and then uh, have um, like, a generally helpful attitude about things. And also um, I've been trying to foster a sense of empowerment for myself, like feeling empowered, like instead of feeling disempowered, I'm, I'm trying to focus more on feeling empowered. So it's kind of like sort of convincing my subconscious mind to move in that direction. So, uh, yeah, so that's the self-improvement stuff for me. Um, The, the the two like big things that I did over the weekend, I saw the movie called the uh, Dune, and actually it's not the new Dune that came out; it's the 2021 Dune. Uh, they they put it in the theater uh, to prepare people for the the upcoming Dune, and um, I got to say that that that's a very uh, investment kind of movie as far as like emotionally and intellectually, um, um. because it's kind of like uh, reading a novel, but you're watching a novel instead. Um, like it really has that kind of gradual buildup and um, that's why they call it like Dune part one and Dune part two because it it really is not even like it's almost like watching a super long like episode of a show or something like 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 a two and a half hour episode of something (laughs) you're really selling it Tim I just can't wait to watch this I almost fell (laughs) no I'm just kidding yeah making it sound like it's all long and drawn out and (laughs) in fact you have to really pay attention because after the movie there will be a quiz yes (laughs) like we're in school no no, it was a really immersive movie though and and i really like the main uh actors in fact that the uh the main male protagonist he was the same male protagonist for um wonka um, so I was uh, pleasantly surprised to find that out. So I think that was one of the main reasons why I watched the show, because I really like Wonka. Um, so I figured that there would be a higher chance that I would like um, Dune because I like that actor already. Um, so I recommend that movie, especially if you want to get into like reading novels and stuff that'll just like prepare you. <laughs> so you don't want to start reading yet. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to start reading novels yet. Are you saying that they have turned novels into a visual format yes yes it is in today's world it's incredible this is the first i've ever heard of this (laughs) it's a very new thing you come out come uh people from the past uh check out modern times where we have novels on the screen Wonderful. You know, it's funny you say that, Tim, because Amber and I were actually just talking about watching Dune. Because I oh, really? started at one point and I was like, this is pretty intense. I don't think my mind is ready for this. Mm-hmm. And so I quit watching it. And so anyways, that's something that we do want to watch because we also enjoy watching Timothy Chalamet, the lead yeah. actor. And yeah, if anything, yeah. like uh, you just go to the movie to watch uh, Timothy Chalamet, and um, I, I, I'm just going with the way you pronounced his last name. It sounded correct, so because uh, I don't know, like I didn't know what his last name was. Um, yeah. 
It's anyway. his first name because that's hard for a guy named Timothy to forget. Yeah, that's right. Indeed. But I do remember that his first name was spelled differently. It had two E's instead of a that's Y. Weird. Which is yeah. like a fancy Timothy kind of spelling or something. Super. Mine is just like generic Timothy. I, I'm not... <laughs> you're the you're the great value brand, Timothy. <laughs> the great value brand. That's so funny. And Tim- Timothy Chalamet is the target, the Del Monte brand. He's he's like the uh, nature's. What is it? There's like a tar- archer's market, and and Tim is the great value from Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, you have great value there, right? And then you have a picture of me, like, doing some sort of pointing posing action or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, last point is uh, I did go uh, watch the Super Bowl. That's how I know that the the first half gave no uh, indication of what was going to happen in the second half. Uh, I went to a Super Bowl party, actually, with um, some of my former co-worker friends. So basically, I don't work in that same company. I worked in a small IT company, and um, I don't work with those people anymore, but we're still friends. So, uh, yeah, we got together, and um, one of my friends, he made some beef tacos uh, from scratch, totally like homemade ingredients and stuff, and it was really good. And then uh, I got a blueberry pie from... Um, sprouts and it was actually really good in fact I haven't had a blueberry pie in like probably a few years or something so that's I think one of my kind of pies uh that's probably my favorite pie yeah um yeah but I cheated my keto diet again but apparently I'm fine um I can cheat a little bit and be okay I suppose you can Um, because (laughs) Lent doesn't start until Wednesday (laughs) oh that's it you're fine a good reminder that let yeah yeah actually tomorrow is the actual day uh yeah. mardi gras yep, yep. tomorrow's fat tuesday fat tuesday all the stuff right so uh if you guys want to um go to the movie theater and you want to like get some snacks uh going it might be good to to do that before um, Wednesday before Lent. I'm not. I'm, this is not mandatory, of course. I'm but, not uh, going to the movie theater for snacks. They're too expensive. Oh, yeah. that's right. I forgot about that. I'd prefer to just get a blueberry pie from Sprouts and take Me it, too, <laughs> which is probably the same price as the movie snacks. Yeah, Sprouts is also expensive. Right, like popcorn's like twelve dollars for like. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine like going into the movie theater with a blueberry pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I would do it. Watching Dune while you're eating a blueberry pie. You have like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Rotisserie chicken. That's the only way I'm going to watch Dune. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sad. <laughs> that sounds amazing actually <laughs> oh. anyway. so um that's it for my update uh beth do you uh you have something you want to say oh i have a lot of things to say oh good um there are a couple things i was so excited to share with you guys last week and then i totally forgot um things were a little sad last right, week, right. sad. but you know it was very fresh then 
Uh, the first thing is, I'm still trying to do my meditation, and the the guy that I like on the Calm app, his name is Jeff Warren, mm-hmm. and I actually just like whatever one pops up at that. Uh, he does one, a new one every day. So whatever one pops up on like the main screen is usually the one that I do. But a couple nights ago, well, a, a couple nights ago last week. I think I was looking for something to help with sleeping and Uh I went to the search and before I even searched anything, um, there was a little series by Jeff Warren and it was meditation for people with ADHD. Wow. Oh, that's cool. And he's got about, I think his whole, and he has ADHD himself, which is probably why I like meditation so much because always saying like, if your mind wanders, it's okay. Just bring your mind back to whatever focus point you want. And, um, and if if your mind wanders and you start feeling like you're not meditating correctly, that's not true. All of this is meditation and you can't meditate incorrectly. And yeah, yeah, I just really like that guy. And that's awesome. And to about two of them in the series. I still have a couple more that I can listen to that I haven't yet. And the other thing I was going to share last week and forgot is I posted about it on Facebook, but um, my kids started forcing me. I did the air quotes, you can't see them, but. My kids are, quote unquote, forcing me every night to have what they call practical joker. No, impractical joker hour. Yes. And yeah, so we just watch a couple episodes of impractical joker, impractical jokers. It's for those who haven't seen it. It's it's for friends who. um. They're lifelong friends, and basically, it's like they dare each other to do really stupid stuff, and then (laughs) everything is filmed, and I thought I didn't like that show, because it always would come on when it's, it's, I feel like it's just always on, on cable, and we don't have cable. We have all the streaming services, but we haven't had cable in a long time, Mm. and but anytime we would stay in like a hotel and there was cable, that show was always on. And I never paid attention to it. I was always doing my own thing. And it was just, this This might be hypocritical for me. Did I already talk about this? Um, no, but I, I saw I, your post on Facebook, but I think oh, it might be new for Tim. I, I okay. yeah, I, um, um, I don't go on Facebook very much. So yes. Please, yeah. please share if you would like. Well, I didn't think I liked the show because like when you're not watching the show, all they're doing is laughing. And you'd think I would <laughs> love a show where all they're doing is laughing, considering how much I laugh. It makes me feel like a hypocrite that I was like, this show probably is terrible. But <laughs> and and let me just let you know, it's not a good show it's actually 
a very, very stupid show, but <laughs> there have been times that that show has made me laugh so hard that I legitimately get concerned that I'm going to laugh myself to death. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if you guys want some good, clean, stupid fun, it's on Hulu. It's streaming on Hulu. Oh, okay. It's like I said, it's a very stupid show, but it does make me laugh really hard. That's um, the best. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's and, that's great. And my kids are uh choosing to spend an hour out of their day with their lame well, mom and yeah. you're, nice you're definitely not lame, Beth. Well you, you have Tim. <laughs> I know this, you know this. Jessica thinks I'm lame. I'm just no! <laughs> but when you have when you have kids, like at first it starts off like when they're like toddlers. They're oh they love their parents so much and and like that's all they know is their parents and and their parents right. are the coolest people ever. But then once they start getting older, they're like, oh you're lame now. Oh, <laughs> And so I have teenagers and I have to, it's like when you have teenagers, there's a very fine line that you need to walk. They're, they're like, they're like little, they're like does that have wandered out of the forest and <laughs> are very skittish of humans. So you have to like approach them gently. And, and if you're trying to feed them, you look away and close your eyes. So as not to, um, spook them and so I can't tell them that I enjoy spending time with them because that'll just make them run back into the woods right right they'll take it the wrong way and um, yeah yeah so, you, you, when you said look away Beth you actually looked away and that was I great did. <laughs> I did um and I held my hand out with my imaginary food yeah um so that's I grabbed that food. What? I grabbed that imaginary food. <laughs> yes, indeed. I saw it. Just, it was delicious. <laughs> More. Um, and then as far as other things, on Friday, I went to this um, cabaret Dream Rolls production that was uh, put on by the Cedar, C Cedar Street Theater. And it was Ooh. basically it was on this. The whole event took place on the stage. There were probably like 10 tables of, you know, small tables that could fit four people all on the stage. And that's where the people watching the show were. And then mm -hmm. there was a little stage in front of the actual stage that the people would sing. And basically they were singing songs that have been dream roles for them, but they never got to play that part because maybe they're too old or maybe they're a female alto and the part is played by a tenor male, you know? And so right. there, and, and so many of the songs were from musicals I haven't even heard of, but man, there's a bunch of talented people in this Antelope Valley. It was really cool. They wow. did it 
two nights and they even served like light refreshments and mocktails. Cool. And so <laughs> I had some, some beef empanadas and a couple different mocktails and both of the nights sold out. So because the seating was really limited since it was on stage, uh-huh. but I think they're talking about doing more of those in the future because this one was such a success and I would recommend anybody go because it. I thought it was amazing. So, so yeah. in other words, it wasn't all like long and drawn out. Like, uh, no, like, it was <laughs> the opposite of a novel. It was like, a, you know what? It was like a graphic novel. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't really, but <laughs> that's really fascinating, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really cool. And then Saturday, I attended a Barbie themed 50th birthday party with my friend Miriam and she was so funny because it's it's um one of it was one of her friends who um invited me to the party and Miriam obviously she asked me if I wanted to go and she was just like so she she was like, I, why does a 50-year-old even want to have a Barbie-themed birthday party and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'm kind of judging her a little bit. And and I was like, well, I'm excited. Does that mean you're judging me? And she was like, nope, you're a millennial. You get a pass. She <laughs> was excited. And then I had, this whole time, I thought she had seen the movie already, the Barbie movie. What? But she watched it. The night before the party with her son, Joseph, who also came to the party with us. And it was like, it was like the light had been shed on everything. She was like, that movie was amazing. It was so funny. My regret is not watching the movie sooner. And it was so funny to me how quickly she flipped to the other side. And she was like, oh, oh, I get it now. (laughs) that's amazing yeah it was really it was really fun but I didn't know a lot of the people there and it was loud so um I couldn't I didn't really talk to anybody either (sighs) but I didn't want I wanted Miriam to be able to hang out with her friends and there were a lot of people there that she hadn't seen in like 20 plus years so um her son Joseph went um to their car to get his Nintendo Switch and and we played some Mario Kart. <laughs> oh, I love Mario Switch. Kart. <laughs> well, that was kind of fun. Um lastly, I did not watch the Super Bowl because I just don't like sports yeah. and you didn't I, really need to. The only well, time I I go into sports is is the Super Bowl party. That's yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> I don't even care about the I don't care about the commercials and so I'm just happy to not watch the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. I did I watched the Puppy Bowl instead, but I didn't realize how long the Puppy Bowl is. The Puppy Bowl is 3 hours. <laughs> watching it. I thought that my um I thought that the little description said it was 21 minutes. And I was like, that sounds great. I'll watch 21 minutes of dogs being cute. And then 
So I'm watching and watching. The dogs are adorable. And I'm like, this seems like it's been longer than 21 minutes. And and I I would have kept watching because dogs are cute. But and puppies are even cuter. And all of those puppies, like they get adopted out by other people. It's good for everybody. Yeah. Um, but it's it's three hours long. And I have a dog who watches TV. And if ever there's any kind of animal on the TV, she will jump up with her little front paws on our TV stand and start barking at whatever animal is on the TV. And and when I say barking, she was probably just cheering everybody on with her barking for 45 minutes. (laughs) Wow. That was was all I could take of her barking. So Mm -hmm. I might watch some more later when Jamie is not around, but she's always around. Um, (laughs) But I did catch some of the Super Bowl because I don't, there was not an end time for when the Super Bowl party was done. I was looking and I, and so I even looked online, like when is the Super Bowl over? And it was seven o'clock and I was still sitting on my couch and I needed to go pick up Owen and, and Keith. And I was like, it's seven o'clock. The Super Bowl is probably over. And so I just went to go pick up the kids. And then that's when I got there before they went into overtime. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Well, you that's the best part, basically, then. Beth. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best part. The overtime. Well, you know what the best part for me was, though? Going um, home. Yes. But also, <laughs> um, Pastor John and Cordy and Julian were there. And and watching Julian eat a piece of pizza, especially when a piece of pineapple would get in his mouth and he didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot this part of motherhood where when your toddler doesn't like something and it's in their mouth, you hold your hand up to their mouth and let them spit out the pineapple into your hand, which is exactly what Pastor John did. And <laughs> oh, probably wow. eating anything is cute. And toddlers <laughs> not liking pineapple. <laughs> so that's what I have. That's all. Nice. That was um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, the puppy bowl sounds extremely entertaining. Um, it is. I, yep. I wonder if I could still tune in somehow. Yes, Maybe it's on Max. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Excellent. And, and it actually reminded me of when. Owen was three years old and was on a basketball team. It had the same energy, just a bunch of cute little things like running around. They don't know what's going on. And you know, <laughs> adult humans trying to redirect them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of uh, adults trying to redirect young children, <laughs> uh, we have an awesome uh retreat coming up it's the winter retreat for ignite youth those that are at middle school and high school winter camp winter camp thank you right and what's exciting about this is that it's coming up very quickly right so if anybody is interested in going to uh winter camp it's over at wrightwood uh this is, like I said, elementary through high school is what it, sa- it says. It's February 17th through yeah. 19th. So that's going to be coming up. It's over President's Day weekend. Um, 
If you are looking for a scholarship for your child to go, uh, please contact the church because we can absolutely look into that for you. Additionally, uh, February 15th, this Thursday, Grief Share at 6 p.m. in the Fireside Room. Messy Church from 5 to 7 on February 25th. And then don't forget on Wednesdays, there's uh, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for Food for Thought. And there this will Wednesday be, is Lent. Yes, and this Wednesday is Lent. There will be no Kids Club with Beth this week. So just be mindful of that. But um, but it is Lent. Did they, do we have stuff going on for Lent at the church on Wednesday? I believe so. Um, yeah, I think it's Ash Wednesday. Oh, oh, yeah, I called it Lent, but it's actually Ash Wednesday. It's yeah. the beginning of Lent, but it's called Ash Wednesday. And yes, Pastor Jim and Pastor John get the ashes out and they'll, you know. We all get ashy. Awesome. Or head ashes. Ashes. So that'll be taking place in uh, at 6 p.m. at the church. So be there or don't be ashy. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. We said ash so many times that I started thinking about ash from Pokemon. Remember ash from Pokemon? Ash ketchup. Ash ketchup. (laughs) Name sounds like ketchup to me. Ash ketchup. Well, if you're, if you're wondering why it's called uh, Ash Wednesday, it's we're not. To, just kidding. Please to be, no, please explain. Thank you. Uh, a day of repentance when Christians confess their sins and profess their devotion to God. I also that that's coming from ElPasoTimes.com, and then from Britannica, they say it became customary for all the faithful to be reminded of the need for pen penitence and of their own mortality by receiving a memento mori in the form of ashes either sprinkled on top of worshippers heads or marked in the shape of a cross on their foreheads on the first day of Lent. hence the name ash wednesday wow thanks for sharing that jessica yeah yeah that, i appreciate that yeah of that and then we can uh learn more if you Google it, and there's a billion different places you can go to look up more more things about Ash Wednesday. Yeah, I guess I guess if we're not watching the Puppy Bowl, we can look at like fifty pages of like different understandings about Ash Wednesday. I mean, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> in the puppy Bowl. <laughs> there will be less barking, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. For for the this is specifically from the United Methodist Church. It it marks the beginning of a period of reflection and penance. Oh, oh, awesome! So, from the Methodist standpoint, it marks the beginning of a period of reflection and penance. So, for those forty days, reflecting and penance, penancing, penance, um, is penance uh, like what is it? Uh, a noun for repentance or what's the difference between penance and repentance so penance is uh when you penance again is repentance there's penance. two different ways to look at this and i'm going to go from the christian sacrament in which a member of the church confesses sins to a priest and is given absolution 
uh, an act that shows that you feel sorry about something that you have done, sometimes for religious reasons. As a penance, she said she would buy them all a box of chocolates. They are doing penance for their sins. That's that's being used in a sentence. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. That that makes a lot of sense because it's like um so you have the reflection and then you the, the penance would indicate um you're you're doing something after the reflection. You're doing something differently um to basically repent. It's like penance being the actions and then repentance is like the uh, the act prior to your take carrying out action for um trying to um uh, repent basically yeah so uh united methodists often offer a prayer of confession through spoken prayer and a time of silent prayer we confess our sinfulness before god the confession should be followed by a declaration of pardon confession and pardon together remind us that we are sinners saved by grace that comes from resourceumc.org. Nice. Awesome. Yes. So on Wednesday, just shout uh, your, I guess it's silent. I declare penance. <laughs> your confession should be declared. Your confession should be declared of pardon. So, and then silent prayer. Oh, okay. So you're going to say things on Wednesday and then you're going to be silent about them, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. Very nice. And then I can't wait for Pastor Jim and John to correct us on all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You heard it first here on Methodist to the Madness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can certainly. What? We're going to get a very long email from of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But let's be real. Okay. So the way we have all grown up, have we really understood the reasoning behind a lot of the things that we do? Like, why do I we still don't? Why do we? So I think it's good for us to look right. things up in an honest way. And yeah. I, don't, I don't want people to think that we're, you know, we're masters of m- Methodism and <laughs> that's what the podcast should have been called. Master you know? Methodism. <laughs> Seriously, we are the quadrilateral. No. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but I think I think it's good for people to know that we're we are believers in Jesus. We are Methodists, but we're also still learning, just like everybody else. Yep. Yeah. And it's okay if you don't fully understand everything. We hope that you can be in a space to where you feel welcome to ask questions and challenge things. Yes. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think you captured that really well, Jessica. Yeah. Jessica. You're welcome. Guys. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um next, I want to bring up one more thing and that is that we have concluded the church updates. <laughs> and we've concluded the new beginnings as of this sermon that we are going to discuss in the sermon feedback. But, but next, right. next week, 
is a new sermon series, and I don't, I'm not actually sure what it's going to be about, but Nobody stay tuned, does. and then you'll That's find out. Probably does. What? Um, yeah, I think we should all guess what the next sermon series yeah. is, and then oh. whoever's closest gets um, a high five. Yes, high five. <laughs> I thought you were going to say blueberry pie. <laughs> that would be quite appropriate. <laughs> From Sprouts. Let's see. So the focus is going to be, we're going to be in the season of Lent for the next four right. days. Oh, I, yeah. So it's probably Lent. Definitely be around Lent. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Will it be around penance and us confessing? Yeah. Reflection and penance. It could be. Maybe, yeah. Reflection. We almost lost Beth, but everything's. Fine. I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think it'll be about reflection of faith yes yes that is, that is the prediction i i uh i second that prediction do you, you third that oh yes. very nice all those in favor say aye aye, aye. adjourn <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you jessica we, we are our, our meeting is over no actually our, our meeting has just um it's continuing now continuing. yes <laughs> so let's go ahead and head into beth's ministry moment and i know beth has something very special that she's going to share with us so i do i do yes always special. and this is kind of different but also the same we've never done this before but also we have um, what <laughs> so I'm going to read another email that we received from Kathy, <gasps> but here's what's different. Um, I didn't get a chance to read this email before logging onto the podcast today, so we're all going to hear it for the first time together right now. <gasps> wow. Okay. So, first, the, first time sub- ever. Yep. The subject is Long Lost Podcast Enthusiast. And then it says, Jessica, Beth, and Tim, sorry I've been neglectful in emailing. No excuses. It was just really rude of me. Kathy, it's fine. You're, we love you so much. Yeah, Kathy is the opposite of rude. That I could say that for, for sure. I know. <laughs> um, and now I have a pile of notes on the show I was behind on listening to, and I can't make any sense of them. So I'll just pour out the notes in no particular order. Here are the notes. Nice hearing about Joan Williamson. Margaret was a great guest. Inspired by Jesus to laugh. Loved that. She had, <laughs> what are these called? Forward slashes separating those, but I'm not telling you that part. I just did now. Um, oh. uh, okay. Um, I lost my place. Um, oh, great compliment to Father of Beth. Thanks for making Beth. <laughs> um, dad, I'm going to hear from my dad about that being mentioned a third time. <laughs> Probably. Pastor John was a great guest. I'm so happy for his ordination and new adventures coming up. Later on, somebody talked talked about the Resting bee face. Pretty sure that was Margaret. Love that too. 
Um, I have a nephew who introduces himself to his new employees by saying, see this face? I'm not mad. It's just the way I look every day, all the time. (laughs) I love that, Kathy. I also loved the discussion about Ruth, who I am now that I am no longer who I was. I love the book of Ruth. Jessica mentioned something about the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest, born and raised. Lots of overcast days in Michigan, but great people. That's what I'm experiencing on my adventure in Texas. Okay, and then it says, something was said about Tim Tim and liturgists. I don't recall except to say he has a splendid voice as a liturgist. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're very welcome, Tim. I agree with her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to you, Beth, and... and all, all the, it was Kathy's comment. So yeah, thank you so much, Kathy. <laughs> thank you for directing that. Thank you to the right place. <laughs> and then it says, and he was talking about setting a goal for himself that if he thinks about doing something, he needs to do it right away. In my experience, that will serve you well in the years to come. I guarantee. And then the next line says, wait, where was I? Just kidding. (laughs) Okay. So excited about the possible use of the church property on 20th and Rancho Vista Boulevard. What a great use of that space. Oh, something was mentioned about Dr. Fieldstone, and I wanted to shout out. That's Dr. Marsha Fieldstone from Sleepless in Seattle. Makes me cry every time when Tom Hanks talks about how his wife peeled an apple. Um, and then the last line before the next section, which is very short, says, it's always nice to be remembered for the little and big influences we've had in our lives. She goes on to say, I'm praying for the continued success of Methodists to the Madness, the podcasters and all your spectacular guests. Keep up the good work of promoting POMC with love from South Lake, Texas, Kathy and Beth the Cat. <laughs> that's not me that's her cat <laughs> well that was so wonderful thank yeah. you so much Kathy for yeah. sharing that Kathy. that is so cool wow Super. Your, your number one podcast fan status is still intact you <laughs> are still our number one fan for now yes she, she's like the super fan uh, and the super category, if if that yeah. makes sense. So it's like I the, challenge <laughs> anyone else to write an email better than Kathy's. Go ahead, right. I'll eat. I will <laughs> have to get to the sermon feedback. <laughs> yeah, actually, that um, uh, one last thing on that, and that's uh, Kathy kind of set the uh, the bar for like uh, somebody sending an email to Methodists to the Madness. Like we would really appreciate people's feedback. Like just she any notes that, that you want to give. Huh? She does that all the time. I used to do scripture journaling with her. And if you went after Kathy, forget about it. Her <laughs> scripture journaling is always so eloquent and insightful that it puts the rest of us to shame. <laughs> not the pastor. I don't know. Probably some, lives in I Texas think now. Some people are like really good at being able to 
you know, write down their thoughts in a very beautiful way. Yes. Where others are better at doing like a mind map where they just jot down like words and feelings. And I think all of those are really fun ways and, and cool ways to be able to represent how you're feeling and the takeaways from whatever it is that you're reading. So I think she is just really eloquent with her words and really is. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But well, let's go ahead and dive into Sermon Fier de Baca. Sermon. (laughs) Yes. So we, uh, I think it was Beth, you mentioned, or was it Tim that mentioned that we were in our last? Yes, I think think it was me. It might have been Beth. I think it was me. We'll say it was you, Tim. So Timothy Chalamet said that uh, this was the last. (laughs) See the last sermon from our six-part series of New Beginnings. And it was New Heaven and New Earth. We read through Revelation 21, 1 through 7. And a lot of really cool stuff was in there, including cognitive dissonance. Yes. Yeah, yeah that, that, that part of it really stood out to me. Yeah, um, and vision napkins. Vision napkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember him saying, what did he say about vision napkins? That eight years ago, he put on a napkin mm, his vision mm-hmm. for PUMC. Right. That was yeah. Awesome. On a napkin. That's correct. Hence the vision napkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was a really wonderful vision. And um, I, uh, do either of you have um, Pastor Jim's sermon notes? Uh, to Maybe he put his vision napkin message on his sermon notes. I do have it, actually. Would you like for me to read this? Yes. Yeah. Yes, please. It says that the faith community of Palmdale UMC will be a tangible reflection of the kingdom of God in the Antelope Valley and beyond through love freely shared lives transformed and we give ourselves away for others this is our new beginning to see this to fruition that's awesome yeah i thought it was really cool because i love how the methodist church in general just and and i don't know this is my first go at you know i mean obviously amber and i are members of the methodist church but we've come from non-denominational churches i've come from lutheran she's come from pentecostal but i don't know if it's just the pastors that are part of methodist church that feel that way but just the fact that they are so freely loving freely giving and um focusing on bettering oneself in general yeah I found that that is um, just really encouraging and it, and it's not like there's um, I mean, obviously there's like internal spiritual levels that we give ourselves, but within the church, there's not like, Oh, they are more faithful, you know, whereas other churches kind of have those um, I don't know how to say it. They just, kind of create these environments where you feel like you're not good enough all of the time. Yes. And 
this church does not make me feel that oh. way. At all. I feel so, um, I, I always feel like I'm in the right place at all. Yeah. I agree with you. I totally and, agree. And I was just talking to Owen about some, something similar to that about, um, before I ended up here, well, not in my my computer room, but <laughs> church. Um, we had previously gone to Faith Community Church, which which is across the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided that wasn't for us. Was there mm-hmm. for about five years, but before that, we tried a church in Rosemond, and I did a Bible study that was at the pastor's house. And he, I just, that's the vibe I got from that pastor, you know, like the literal holier than thou kind of vibe. Right, right. I don't know. the. I won't say which church it it is or what, but it definitely rubbed me the wrong way at that church. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I totally understand. And uh, I, um. Yeah, I just want to chime in the same that um, there, there's something really special about um, Palmdale UMC. And I think the yes. United Methodist um, Church in general uh, has this uh, going for it. That is um, basically it's like a message of unification and love and like no judgment. And like I, I keep I don't know if this is. um like the wrong idea. I, I I think I'm on the right track with this. If you love your neighbor, then I don't think you're necessarily going to be judging your neighbor. So it's right. like, love your neighbor, not judge your neighbor. As yourself. Uh, and that's just like, definitely what I get from uh, Palmdale UMC, like all the time. And um, I also like how, um, like, scriptures are analyzed like history tradi- going oh my gosh going back to the wesleyan quadrilateral thing again <laughs> we <finished laughs> like, this episode we did it again <laughs> um yeah so like i i really think that way in general um when when i go into the bible myself like um like kind of capturing like my faith more or less uh, not really having like a strong faith in god before um, like my, that self-study that I did, uh, just reading through the gospels on my own and then discovering this church and finding out that they have the same like, uh, methodology. That's just like incredible mm-hmm. really. So between the love and like, uh, it, it, their way in which, uh, they study is, is so similar to mine. It's just like amazing. I, I feel so connected to God when, um, I'm, I'm involved with this church and we're involved with this church. All of us are, so our listeners are involved. Um, it's, it's so cool. I don't know. <laughs> would, would you say you were inspired by Jesus to love? Yes. Yes. Okay. 100%. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a long time, I thought that was the, at least, in, at least, since I started at Palmdale United Methodist Church, I thought that was kind of the slogan for all the Methodists everywhere. But it's yeah, just Palmdale United Methodist Church is the only church in right. the world that is inspired by Jesus to love. Uh, oh, wow. Don't look that up. 
right now i'll let you know when you can look it up okay <laughs> well if you're not tuning into the puppy bolt no i'm just kidding don't look it up <laughs> that's what i'd be but yeah. uh yeah so that that's so nice um any guys uh, from the from uh the sermon and some of what pastor jim shared mm-hmm. oh yes sorry i was drinking water um oh. so the uh <laughs> uh one thing i wanted to share um really quick is um kind of what you mentioned jessica about cognitive dissonance and then like looking at like the what is to come the new mm-hmm. heaven and new earth um and how we don't have to just wait here in the present for that um to happen instead we can kind of do something now and so then i think that's that's how uh pastor jim had connected cognitive dissonance with that it's like we have an idea of what the new earth and new heaven will be like and we know what maybe we will be like there uh, and and like he was saying like um we just have limited uh capability to understand what is eternal but uh, still with our limited perception of that understanding it's um we can um do something to help others like like to um jesus um two most important commandments uh love god and love your neighbor so we can extend love to our neighbor just continue to put as much energy as we can into that and um just try to be our best self i guess kind of falling into um what i was saying earlier um about how i'm trying to improve myself i i think if i was to be my best self and then also love my neighbor um then like i think i'll just have a much better opportunity to make the world a better place and so like maybe i don't know that that that's what i was thinking when i was th- so the cognitive dissonance part though is like okay i'm here right now uh what am i doing okay i'm not living my best self uh but then i come up with like rationalizations for why i'm not living my best self and then i just continue to do whatever it is that i'm doing um instead of what my uh, what my ideas actually are. So uh, the, the the healthiest, like spiritually and emotionally and mentally um, regarding the approach would be is to like bridge that gap, not with like a rationalization or excuse, but right. to actually fix the problem. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that, that really inspired me, um, uh, Pastor Jim's sermon, um, like making that connection there. So that, that was definitely like my key takeaway from, um, Pastor Jim's sermon. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you explained it further because I can only think of like, I guess in a, in a therapeutical, right. Therapeutic, therapeutical, psychological, I can't think of words right now, so I'm just yeah. Gonna... I, I I'm struggling for words today. Like, <laughs> I'm using like totally off the wall words for things. Like I said something like capture my faith or whatever. Like what what is that? <laughs> yeah. So like for me, cognitive dissonance. Something that I know I struggle with is like I want to be like super healthy. I want to go to the gym. I want to do all these things, mm-hmm. but like I'm not doing that. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. So when you look at it from a biblical standpoint, I'm trying to put the connection together in terms of 
I don't know how to put the connection together. Will you help me, Tim? Um, yeah. What so that's what you're trying to say is about the quadrilateral. I, I <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the answer. The the Wesleyan quadrilateral. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was thinking like. Um, maybe the thing would be to identify what those excuses are and then decide to um, become that person that you want to be. And I think the way to do that is to, I I guess something else that I, that I um, noticed recently is um, it's been helping me to pray to God and try to like feel the Holy spirit Mm-hmm. Um, so like maybe the Holy spirit can help us to, um, like actually have the confidence to not make excuses and, and actually become our, our, our best self. Yeah. He says in sermon notes, I forgot about this. It's the understanding that there's often discord between reality and the ideal. Most people deal with this by looking away from the ideal and settling for reality. Jesus challenges us not to do that, but to live out his message of love and grace. So I'm thinking as, um, and Pastor Jim, find me on Sunday if I'm getting this wrong, but in terms of discord between reality and the ideal is ideally Jesus is coming to us, like for the new heaven and new earth, that kind of situation. So um, for us, reality and the ideal and the cognitive dissonance of that is we are settling like he said for this reality of well this is just how it is this is how um things are for me in my life kind of situation yeah yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Actually, um, uh, this this uh, topic reminds me of a scripture from um, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, uh, verse 6. He yeah. says, what is born of the flesh is fle- flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Um, and so, like, when we trust in Jesus, we... Um, we're, we're reborn, basically, of the spirit. And so, if we remember that... Um, that, that is like part of our reality that we're connected with Jesus, um, in spirit, then perhaps we can let go of, um, the reality that is now and, and think of what, what our ideal reality would be. Yeah. And how Jesus challenges us not to settle for reality, but yeah. to live out his message of love and grace. That's what he had, had mentioned. Yeah. I think for me, I read, um, it came from Mitchell Reddish uh, on his thoughts on Revelation. He said, sometimes sincere but misguided readers have distorted John's message by turning it into a sensationalist game of match the prediction in which events happening today are understood as literal fulfillment of events supposedly foretold in detail by the author of Revelation. I can't tell you how many times I see this on Facebook or any form of social media where somebody's 
oh, this is the second coming. This I is the Christ. Oh. The world is ending. Reddit and Revelation. And I'm like, I don't, I don't believe, I don't know. I don't believe what they're saying. And it's, it's crazy to me how people will are so misguided by that. Right. And if they could just take a second and just like pause and be like, is what I'm saying really correct? If they were just. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people should take that pause and not just when they're interpreting the Bible or think it's the end of the world. Like just in general, more people could probably pause before. Yeah. I think that's a good way to think of it. Like people not pausing and just kind of reading the Bible word for word and then think then, yeah, doing the matchmaking game. Like, like Pastor Jim said, that's yeah. I, and, and really um, that, that kind of falls into like the entire Bible. Like we can't just like uh, just along those same terms, go into the Bible and think like, believe everything 100% literally. because uh, I don't know. It's like you have um, when you look at scripture, there there are things that are symbolic, um, and Revelation is like the perfect example of that. So every so often we 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 discover those things, and we gotta we gotta think to ourselves, and then look look to see what the Israelites were doing at that time. Yeah, what the tradition is. I don't know how many times I'm gonna reference the quadrilateral today. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's really important that we look to the Bible um, with with a, basically an open mind and look at it critically and then also just be curious and um, let the spirit lead us. And I think that uh, helps us in our understanding. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I but mean, yeah, the the predictions. Yeah. It's oh, my gosh. Yeah. So here are my three takeaways. The first, the first one, um, anytime Pastor Jim would reference John, who I think wrote the book of Revelation, is that what's happening? Anyway, if that's false, you can tell me. But anytime Pastor John or Pastor Jim mentioned John, I pretended that he was talking about Pastor John, and these were all of Pastor John's ideas <laughs> and thoughts. Because John, John did write. Um, okay, John Pastor Hill. John wrote, wrote that. Yes, Pastor John wrote Revelation. Okay, That's good. <laughs> okay. Um, and and second of all, he mentioned something about what was it? It was um, the book is it's a mean book but it is not however mean-spirited and Mm. that just makes me think that john is on the spectrum because my jonah has has two his two best friends are both autistic and his one of his friends He's he's gotten a lot better, but he has no filter, none. Yeah. If your house is dirty, he's he'll say, "Why is your house so dirty?" He doesn't so much anymore, but Jonah <laughs> has been friends with this kid since kindergarten. So yeah. 
in the early days, he would just say whatever came to his mind. And in his mind, that was not a mean thing to say. It was just he was wondering that he was genuinely curious why yeah. the house so dirty. And and that was after I cleaned it, you guys. <laughs> but what could be said, like for for people on the outside looking in, what he said could have been considered mean, but it was not mean spirited. It was yeah. just this is this is what I see in front of me. <laughs> yeah, you know that actually really helps me understand what 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 he meant by that. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think about that all the time. It's it makes you know how we just talked about think before you speak. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I think about what people have said, and 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 I I think about like what could they have meant by that? Like if I take it the wrong way if i get offended by something i always take a second to think did they mean to offend me was that something that they did on purpose and most of the time when i go through the conversation it i i come to the conclusion that most people when they say things are not trying to offend you yeah um, Unless they are, but they usually say no offense beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was my second takeaway. And then I can't find the verse. I think it was in Revelation. I listened to the sermon. I finished the sermon two minutes before I logged on to the podcast. Mm. That's what kind of a day it's been today. And, yeah. and I so I tried to look for the verse in the sermon notes. I can't find it, but it was something like reveal it to you. Yes, please. Revelations. Um, it was something like have courage. I am making Oh, I am the Alpha and, and Omega or No, it was like I am making things new or something like that. Oh I can't remember what it was, but it made me think of I think this was probably the first messy church that Lourdes and I put together when uh -oh. we first started doing the children's ministry. I don't even remember what the theme is, but, but the verse that uh, we were focusing on, I think was in Isaiah and I looked it up. I still have a little picture um, from one of the crafts that we did that says, um, I don't remember exactly what it says, but this is from, I think it's, what is it? Isaiah 65, 17 and 18. No, it's Isaiah 43. Um, I lost it. Um, oh, it's Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. So pretty close. And it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And oh. I know that that's God talking to us. but. It also, um, I thought about that. I would look at that all the time when I was in my office um, because that's what the children's ministry felt like to me. It was a new thing that I was doing. And yeah. Of course, I'm doing it through God. So right. it's still God doing a new thing within me. And so. Absolutely. You know, I just thought the the timing of that verse was really cool too because of 
but I think uh, my position at the church was still pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah 65 verses 17 and 18 say, see, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Yeah. I rejoice forever in that I, in what I will create for, I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people, a joy. Yeah. I don't think wow. that the verse that he said, and maybe I'm misremembering, but um, maybe he just, maybe Isaiah just is all about all the new things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's interesting that this, this kind of made me think about something that, uh, I'd never thought of before. So like the idea of the new heaven and new earth, um, like in, in our trusting in Jesus, we, we, we are, uh, born anew, or, uh, I always think back to that, uh, scripture in Romans, um, uh, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, yeah. and, but in this case, it's like, when you think of the new heaven and new earth, it's kind of like all of it. So it's like, you're new and then you have a new heaven and new earth. And then what you were mentioning about Isaiah, like um, the things um, in former time is, is not now. So it's like, maybe it's like we w wake up in the morning and, and maybe we could just imagine that we're, we are in that new earth and new heaven because we're, we're going to be like an agent uh, like uh, that the Holy spirit is guiding us um, to um, act as if we are on the new earth. So we'll, we'll do all the right things. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, that's, that's what that made me think of it. And so it's like a, a, a larger picture understanding. And I think that's a lot more powerful. Um, yeah. Well, it seems like we all had some pretty awesome takeaways. To yeah. This I think that's good. Yeah. From the words of REM. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I. <laughs> oh, so we're not in the corner in the spotlight losing our religion. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. Glad we that. Yeah. Glad you mentioned that. That is important. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm curious if you both have some prayer requests. For this coming week? Um, yes, I do. Please reveal. Okay. Reveal. I'm going to do a silent prayer. Okay. I'm done. Just okay. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to do a silent prayer and your, your thoughts would be transmitted to the <laughs> podcast in, in some sort of way. That's uh, very interesting. <laughs> I haven't created that technology yet. Um, I'm still waiting. Um, it was... It was brought to my attention that every year there's there's a a staff review and and I was and I was hired one in October and you get a staff review every year and October came and went and now it's February so I was just kind of hoping that everybody forgot about that and I'd be off the hook but no that is not the case. <laughs> and uh, Jeannie gave me an evaluation to fill out today so I can have a meeting with Pastor Jim and um, I think it's SPRC oh. um, about my performance this past year. And I'm sure it's probably going to be fine, 
but I'm a little anxious about it. So if we could have prayers for that, that would just be terrific. Oh yeah, absolutely, Beth. Yeah. I, I think we've, uh, I think Jessica and I, I'm, I can't necessarily speak for Jessica, but I have certainly been in those types of performance kind of scenarios and it's very nerve wracking. It's That's a different true. type of nerve wracking, uh, like compared to a math test or something yes. like that. Like a, like a staff, this is like a staff test is what it is. Yes. And, <laughs> and every like review I've had prior to working at this job is like, you like Beth, you talk too much when you're doing things. You're you need to be doing this better and doing that better. And so like because I do talk a lot, but but I feel like with this job it's it's a better fit because I can like still have the personality that you see and hear now and yeah. just like drop yeah. that into my job at the children's ministry and Pastor Jim and Pastor John aren't like, um, stop messing around and do work because some of my work is just messing around and having fun with the kids. So (laughs) I I guess I don't, I guess that's eliminated, but it's still scary. Oh yeah, for sure. It sounds like there's some reflection that will potentially be going on by default in addition to ash wednesday and lent and the beginning of of your 40 days so uh-huh so it's all kind of tying together it is yeah that's great yeah, yeah. prayers for you beth on that for sure yeah by the way i love performance reviews because i love being able to know if i'm doing well with something or if i need to improve in any way mm. mm-hmm. i think i'm always looking for like well, what do I, how do i become better like what can i do to be better right take that as like the criticism even though i know it's productive i'm i'm trying to do better i'm working on it but whenever it's it's negative feedback i'm just like oh man i can't mm-hmm. believe i let everybody down everybody hates me i have felt that way before like yeah. a lot of times i think if you approach it as you know right now you're doing the absolute best. Like you go into things and you're like, based off of your mind and your perception, you are doing the absolute best that you're, you're capable of. And and it's like therapy. Like sometimes we don't realize certain things that we do. It's always good to have somebody tell us, Hey, I think you could become even better if mindful of this like that's kind of how I see performance reviews and so it is all about perspective and Mm -hmm. being receptive to how um somebody else's viewpoint can positively uh better you as a professional and an individual at the same time Yeah. yeah it does take I mean it it can uh be hard to hear at first with criticism yeah yeah. I think as long as you like digest it, I've learned at least for me like it's gotten me to the point where I really welcome it. And it yeah. also it also depends on the intention of the other person saying it. And yeah. mm-hmm. um I actually find that both Pastor Jim 
and Pastor John are really, really good at giving um, productive feedback that is, you know, it, it's it's more like, hey, I it, it's what do they call it in real life? I call it a feedback sandwich. Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism where it's, hey, you got like when he would tell us about the podcast. Hey, you guys are doing great about the podcast. Love listening to it. Here's a little thing that you might want to right, right. do differently. Again, well, great job. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's like, awesome. I didn't even hear that middle one. All I heard was we're great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I love when people give us feedback on things. Yeah, me too. Especially I mean, if there's things that they wish we could do more of or maybe yeah. do less of. I mean, I'd be totally open to it because they're the ones that are having to listen to us for over an hour. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. You can turn it off, though, if you want. <laughs> you can just, you know, finish your vacuuming duties now <laughs> and then listen again in a couple days when you have to vacuum again. Yes. yes yeah. I, the, the vacuuming, for some reason, it seems so like uh, irrelevant, but so relevant at the same time <laughs> for you to mention. <laughs> yes. Um, Sam, any prayer requests? Or um, that, was that it? So, that was it. Yes. So what's kind of interesting is um, I, I think I could actually piggyback off something that you just said, Jessica, which is um, like, I think that um, I could really use some reflection on trying my best. Am I really trying my best? And I think if I try my best, I'll have a much better chance at um, living my best self, basically. Um, so like, where can I improve in like all the different areas? Like, um, I guess I always sort of like, uh, or at least um, since we've been recording on this podcast and maybe throughout my life at various points, I've always been trying to improve myself and so forth. But uh, have I really been trying my best at that? Like, it, it, like you know, it's, it's kind of the difference between making steady progress and making like um, rapid progress. Um, do I have that as an opportunity for myself? And so I guess prayers for me to maybe... Uh, come to terms with that and and maybe make improvements uh, a bit more rapidly and um, kind of just see where the spirit calls me um, to, uh, to do that. Um, so that's, that's what my request would be. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, Jessica? What do you, what is your prayer request? Well, I pray that I'm pregnant um <laughs> yes that's a great prayer <laughs> uh, obviously it's gonna take some time and I probably <laughs> keep it to myself for a little bit but um, oh, just brought the baby what the stork stork just brought the baby oh yes I thought, you <laughs> said, I thought you said either a fork or a spork or I didn't know anyways I was like, wait stork. wow there's like four different words that are like that sound really similar. Yeah. Spork. We yeah. should change it to spork. Not yeah. a stork, a spork. Not a stork. Yeah. Spork. yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, for uh, for this next week, um, 
what's happening this week. I feel like there's something happening this week that I'm not aware of, but I need to be aware of it. Um, I think being able to be, I know I have ADHD, but my prayer is that I can try to find ways to be more focused. Um, I have a really hard time like focusing in and, um, like, because I am trying to get pregnant, I'm not on any ADHD medication. I was planning on it, but, um, it's just, it, I don't want to have any potential impacts anyways. And, and so I think for me, it's like, I, I want to be able to find better tools to become more focused and in tune with conversations and allowing others to feel like I'm hearing them. Cause I don't know if you guys have ever been around somebody where like you're oh, yeah. having a conversation with them and you know, for sure that they are not listening about, or I was going to say, well, they're, they are paying attention to you and you just feel like, man, this person like really hears me. Mm-hmm. I love that when I talk to them, they're so interested in my life. Yeah. I want to be able to kind of, I don't know if I am that kind of person right now, but I want to be able to be that kind of person. Jessica, can I make a suggestion? That's awesome. Yeah. Have you heard of pink noise? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say? I'm listening to pink noise. But <laughs> I'm actually listening to it right now for the record. <laughs> it's when you put on the singer pink. And yeah, it's so I have to back to the focus because you're dancing around. I'll have to shave the other side of my head then, <laughs> and then I will be become partial pink. <laughs> I think everybody has their own path, though. Like uh, pink noise works for me, Jessica, but maybe there's something else that works for you that is um, what basically God called you to find. Um, And then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Like when you're talking to somebody and they're like really interested in what you're saying, and then there's people that aren't so like so much like that. And that reminds me that that's the, uh, I think that's the term like active listening. Like you can really tell that somebody is interested. Um, That's awesome that you, you, uh, you mentioned that. that, that I'm not good at active listening. Not either. Um, and I've learned that like right now I'm playing a game on my phone and maybe you know, maybe you don't realize that, but I, <laughs> were, you playing, were you playing Royal match? No, I was playing my farming game. That is so much better than a fidget toy. Yeah. I just, I don't know. And maybe it's like me just learning more and more about ADHD, but I find that when I'm doing something and in a conversation, it's like, I can hear them better, but then when I walk away from the conversation, I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. Um, right. I'm not actively listening and I'm, and I'm distracted and I'm, and I'm not focusing yeah. in. And, um, and I think for me, that's like so hard. Cause I feel like I'm like, like I'm just everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I feel like I have a bunch of bees inside of me and everybody's wanting to go in opposite directions, you know? And, yeah. um, and it's frustrating. Cause I, I know that's not how God wants us to be in a conversation, uh-huh. you know? Um, and so I think just trying to practice that. Um, but anyways, I do want to ask though, before we, we end today's podcast, if you guys have any, um, 
anything that you will be reflecting on or focusing on for Lent this year for the next, you know, starting Wednesday for four uh, years? That's I, a good question. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I guess I uh, do you want Beth, do you want to start or I can yes, start? I would love to start. Thank you, Tim. Okay. <laughs> okay, here goes. I haven't decided yet. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 So- <laughs> Perfect. That is an answer. <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, yeah. Uh, Jessica, first I want to say, uh, yeah, prayers for you on that, that you, uh, you find your path for, um, your ADHD and, um, like other things, uh, and, and the listening and conversations. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, I think the thing that I want to give up Oh gosh. You know, I, the first thing I was thinking was social media, but I'm like, you know what? I'm actually pretty good at that. Like I I've actually managed to like not really go on YouTube in an unproductive manner. And it's, it's actually been really good. So I don't think that that needs to be the thing that I need to give up. What I need to give up is, um, video games and movies in mm-hmm. a sense so that I can read more books. I'm, I am just way too drawn to technology to like, play games or movies or maybe look something up and it, and it may even be productive. Um, yeah. But I, 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 I need to read more fiction books because if I actually want to write something that is fiction, then I need to read more fiction because I, 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 I probably haven't even read like 50 fiction books in my lifetime or, or even 30 fiction books in my lifetime or something. Like, I'm just, gosh. Um, I, I was just, I'm just uh, like notoriously like not good at like um, reading lots of fiction, but I do have favorite fiction books. So I know I'm capable of being yeah. a fiction book reader. It's so strange, but yeah, that, so giving up video games or uh, movies or whatever that I think is, is preventing me from reading more. Okay. Maybe you could have like a limit for each day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe just like giving up one. I feel like both would be like Matt. That'd be intense. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. You know, (laughs) but I think that you should totally pray about it. And and I think what how you feel on Wednesday, you should commit to it. If that's what you're feeling like is is supposed to happen. You're like, I think God, you know, I feel like I'm I should give this both of these up. You know, yeah, you should absolutely um, use that time to really reflect. It's like um, it's like when people fast, you know, you fast because you're reflecting instead of focusing on, you know, physical substance. It's more of like spiritual substance that you're taking in that day, you know, so maybe reflecting on and remembering it's only 40 days. Yeah. <laughs> like so. No, that's that's awesome. That that's enough time to like totally change like your perspective. Um yeah, and I appreciate that, Jessica. I'm I'm definitely gonna do that up to Ash Wednesday and I'll probably have a pretty good idea of, of, of how I want to approach it. Yeah. Another cool thing about Lent is it doesn't always have to be about taking something away. It can also be about adding something. Oh, that's nice. And um, Mm -hmm. I might try to add in more scripture journaling because I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, that's good. That's wonderful. Amber and I plan on 
being plant-based slash pescatarian plant-based. So we can have like fish so we can like not shellfish because Amber could die because she's allergic. Obviously that won't be the plan. But like salmon (sighs) and that kind of stuff. So, um, but then plant-based items in addition to that. So That, that is so cool. Yeah. We, um, you know, I mean, we have thoughts of like, we'll go to Planet Fitness and do the 30 minute workout, you know, like, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Like, it's so hard with our schedules because it's, just, we get so busy that, you know, it just doesn't work. Like when we record podcasts, we're not done till like eight o'clock. This is going to be the one of the longest podcasts we've ever had. So if you're listening this episode, I feel like they ever so everybody should get like a free tote. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have enough totes for our five listeners. Five million, I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. That that will be a part of the merchandise. We'll uh we'll, oh, we'll yeah. put effort into making that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put in the effort. But yeah. la- last point on what you were saying, Jessica, and um, yeah, what's been a really big help for me as far as eating more fish is uh, unless you have an allergy to canned food, like I've been having canned fish, like canned salmon and canned sardines and um, like, it, yeah, canned tuna occasionally, but I'm not a huge fan of tuna. So I've mostly been going salmon and sardines and I, I just love sardines. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. And it's like super easy too. you just open the can, just like throw it in a bowl, you know. And you yeah. got your protein for the day. <laughs> Crackers? Just kidding. Those are not keto. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica could eat those if she's not doing keto. Yeah, Jessica. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh. All right, friends. This has been a fun podcast today, mainly about us just hanging out. And so <laughs> we appreciate those that have survived this podcast. <laughs> oh. need a revelation (laughs) yeah maybe this was a revelatory episode for the podcast that's a good word revelatory (laughs) revelatory sounds kind of like lavatory (laughs) that's a completely different thing (laughs) yeah well uh yeah it's been awesome being here in the podcast and uh thank you for listening audience Talk to you later. 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 Different places, we all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist to the madness. Methodist to the madness.